Hello, powerful beings, and welcome to the I Am Sovereign podcast. This is a podcast to remind you, embolden you, empower you to remember the sovereignty that you were born with, the sovereignty that you are, and the sovereignty that we must walk in right now in this time in our lives. So, warrior up, angel up. Lighten up, goddess up, God up, all of it up so that you can stand in the truth of your sovereignty right now, right here, today. So relax, chill, and enjoy this episode that we have for you on the I Am Sovereign podcast. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to the I Am Sovereign podcast. And today, we are in for a treat with Hamna, and she's going to speak to us about unfucking your mind, the issues with child sex trafficking, and what's happening in our world today and how to navigate that. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you the how and the why of who she is and how she came to be. And so, lovely being, if you can, just drop yourself in and let us know. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Homna and yeah, goodness, what wants to be expressed about who I am. There's just so many things that I am and also nothing at all at the same time. That being said, for our human, I'm a best-selling author <laughs> and a worldwide coach. I help people all over the world process trauma and free their minds and yeah, claim their creatorship and their divine sovereignty and their ability to transform their lives through their trauma and transform it into something really beautiful that they get to experience as their life. And yeah, just a wee bit about how I sort of ended up in this reality of supporting people in this way, uh, navigating my own trauma from childhood developmental trauma, that really impacted me and left me feeling depressed for most of my life. Suicidal experiences, I've attempted suicide twice before I really found healing within myself. And I'm sort of the type of person that instead of reaching out for help at that time, like I just went and got a psychology degree and then a master's degree in spirituality. And then I just went and learned. I was like, I've got to figure out like why things are happening like this inside of me. I don't want someone to tell me why I have to like figure it out for myself. Uh, so that sort of led me on this path of learning a lot of things, trying so many things. Uh, we work with a lot of incredible, and I say we, my partner and I, we work with a lot of incredible, like far out futuristic technologies that really help us to rapidly move forward at this time. And that's something that I'm really, really passionate about is like the rapid path at this time because we don't have 10 more years for people to like sort of try to figure it out like we need people to be healing right now we need people to be recognizing what's happening on the planet and like really like once we start stripping away the layers of like what's happening with the children and what's happening in the governments and with the economic systems and within the business world like everything that's happening on the planet right now like you start to strip those away and that shit like really traumatizes people. I mean, hearing this and you get that immediate wall that goes up and says like, no, I can't process this. 
but we have to process it right now. So we need the rapid path. We need like not to find out about this and then take 15 years like it took me to process this because I learned about everything that was happening in the human trafficking, the child sexual uh, pornography and pedophilia back in 2006 with my criminal psychology degree. Like, so I've been down that rabbit hole for a very long time and processing it layer by layer. It's a lot, it's a lot to process. So we need to have ways of rapidly processing and not totally losing our shit while we look at things that are happening on the planet that are absolutely horrific, mm-hmm. absolutely horrific. So that's a little like two minute background. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much like my soul, my heart is just like, yes, 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 yes. Like my inner child is so excited about this conversation. We're going to talk about it all. So I do want to take this time to give a disclaimer. You guys, we're going to talk about all of what's happening in the world today. So it may be those those areas of reality, our current and present shared reality, that's just been too much for you to look at. And so like my aim and our intention is to deliver it to you in a way to where you can take it in and to also give you tools of support. So um, my first question for you and how I like to start this is what does being sovereign mean to you? Mm. Being sovereign to me means that I am completely grounded, which means that there is no unconscious, subconscious, collective fears that are undermining my operating system without me having an awareness of it. Because sovereignty to me is a very energetic thing. And like, yeah, I'm an independent human, yada yada, but am I attached with all these cords to all these different creatures and all these different people and all these different extraterrestrial lines that are doing all these things on the planet? Like, am I hooked into what we call the matrix or am I truly free from it to be who I am and I'm no longer operating on the operating system that was conditioned upon me in school and families and living in the United States of America and all the things of being a human in 2020. So it's being free from that and truly being able to be my essence self, my natural self. And also it's being human and recognizing that at times there's going to be parts of me that agree with those systems and it's having the knowing of it in the moment so that I can recognize that some something in me is wanting to go back into that fear program and seeing it feeling it and knowing how to pull myself back out of it again I love that I love that experience and it was definitely an experience not just a definition (laughs) so absolutely I was there with you and so when you talk about um that's what I really feel that 2020 is, is us coming out of like us being like, these systems aren't working. We're unplugging from this matrix. We're unplugging from these conditionings. And it is like the, our systems, our, our central nervous systems, our nervous system, like our entire beings are kind of like in this like, like, and if you see like a, a, a channel that goes fuzzy, that goes out, you know, and then like it tries to come back in once you get more signal. It's like, that's, we're like in that phase, in that period. That's kind of how I see some of us. We are in different phases there, but like collectively, this is an invitation, right? Cause it's not, we haven't fully moved cause we're still in it, but it's an invitation to get out. So I would love for you to explain 
explain to us when you say the matrix what that means yeah i will and i also just want to add something to what you've said because i think it's really important you touched base on the nervous system mm -hmm. and like the way that i see what's happening is our we've been in a collective freeze we've been in the freeze response of thousands of years of trauma mm -hmm. and epigenetic trauma and ancestral trauma and all these things are we've been frozen mm -hmm. and we're now getting the like quantum thrust that our nervous system needs and we shift into then the fight mode which is what's happening right now with everyone like butting heads and all this conflict happening and so many like challenging dynamics that are taking place where there's just constantly this like edge of like walking on shells right <laughs> it's like walking on shells that so many people are experiencing because now we're getting that push into our sympathetic nervous system that's saying no it's time to move forward we have to get out of this freeze and that period when we first go into the sympathetic response is like stress and anxiety and too much energy to be able to handle our bodies with, with like like ah oh, how do we do this so I just love what you said and just wanted to add to that and to go into your question then like <laughs> answering the question of what the matrix is to me is like, like in the simplest of terms, it's the system of societal control that locks people into a box and inside that box, you're given the definition of who you are. You're given what you do, you're given how much money you can earn, you're given what you must believe, you're given the type of job you can have, you're given everything, you're given the storyline. And there is no choice in that because it starts being conditioned from the moment you are born into whatever family and whatever neighborhood and whatever place on the planet, you're from that moment forward put into a box. And our role of breaking free from the matrix is actually recognizing that, hey, I'm in a box. This isn't natural. This isn't true. This isn't authentic. Like every single being here has the same potential, an infinite potential. And it's doing our due diligence to pull ourselves out of the box, mm. which is a sounds easy because you're like, oh, you just open the box and you just jump out. But it's not easy because it means dissolving everything all your ties to that box and that box wants you so badly to live in it like it needs you to live in it so that box is always trying to pull you back in it whether it's a comment from your parents or it's a look from the cashier at the grocery store or it's someone cutting you off in traffic like all those little things the, the matrix the societal control mechanism is at all times wanting to hold everyone inside that box so that's like my very human description, the very simplified description. If we go out, like we're talking about billions of years of extraterrestrial control and domination, right? Yeah. We're talking about a virus that has been seeded all the way up to the level of source consciousness of free will, right? The virus of free will. And like the best way to describe it is if we're following like the path of soul, the path of source, the path of, of divine flow and creation, our lives are destined in that path. Well, what if my life was destined to be something that 
the ego, which is the virus, doesn't like. Maybe I'm supposed to be just a simple, humble farmer, and I'm not supposed to have a lot of money, and I'm just supposed to be tending to the earth, yet the ego virus is like, no, you need to be rich and famous. Like, you need to be somebody. You need to go to the city, and here's what you need to do in order to do that. You need to molest children, Mm. or you need to... Uh, do blood sacrifices, or you need to do X, Y, and Z, which is that dark energy, that dark magic that has been this like other path where you can choose and have free will to be who your ego wants you to be instead of just letting life flow through you, which is the nature of source. Woo! Okay. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, like, Okay, so I want to touch back on ETs. I want to touch back on, um, there was something else that you said, but then my mind is like, let's drop and stop right here. This is what, when the question is asked, like, how can God allow this to happen, right? When when we hear that or when, when it's said or when someone passes or when we're alive and alert to the world right now. It's like, what God? right? And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> there, there are other forces. There are other, there are other beings here. There are other, like, as many as it is, as far as the depth goes in the light, as far as the depth goes in the evil, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, once we get aware of that, it's like, okay, this is the separate, this is like the distinction. This is this, this is that. That's like one way that we can see and that we can know. And so we're not like two, two tossels. I want to speak into, I want you to speak into, not me, but I would love for you to speak into symptoms of being in the matrix because we talk about ascension, ascension symptoms, you know? I, I, okay, that's great. That's wonderful. We're not all there, but there's a huge majority of people that are still like so tethered to the matrix. So if you could speak into some of those symptoms of like how you can know when you're there. Mm. Yeah. So I also just want to remind myself right now to touch point on the symptoms of the ascension, because I would actually say that a lot of those are still symptoms of the body being tied to the matrix. So (laughs) (laughs) so to just touch on the first part, like Symptoms of being tied in the matrix are brain fog, confusion, feeling like you're kind of questioning, like, how did I get here? How did I end up in this job? Being unhappy at your job, feeling tied to your work, like you have no choice because you have to pay your bills and have to do these things and have to subscribe to this life that did you even choose? Like the question that I bring up in my book is like, who chose the life that you're living? Did you really choose it? Or did you never have a choice, right? Did you get all these stories about what success looks like? Like I went to school to be in the FBI. I was told that I could help people, victims, through being in the government. That was what I was sold. And thank heavens to my spirit guides, they steered me out of that path, just in the nick of time, basically because I actually wouldn't be able to help people in that path in the way that I am now, right? So the symptomology of being in that matrix is needing to numb yourself out with uh, drugs, alcohol, food, sex, clothes, shopping, needing all the things external 
to try to fill that void inside of you that says like, maybe I'm not actually meaningful. Maybe I'm not doing anything of real value. And, you know, we see this with, and this is something that anyone could go and look up on the internet, like start to look up what are the top things that people search on the internet. And one of the top things are what's my purpose? How do I live my purpose? How do I find my purpose? Like people are seeking for purpose. And I would say that if you're seeking for purpose, it's because you're not aligned with it. You're not living it and you're living then in the box. Right. So to just kind of weave that into this idea of like ascension symptoms, well, our bodies were genetically compromised, right? They were altered, right? We're 12 strand DNA or a theme like divine human template that is operating out of two strands of DNA and has since the time of Babylon. So our bodies have forgotten as well what they're made of. So when these quote unquote ascension symptoms start, that's the body actually showing us all the areas it's not ready to hold the higher frequencies, that it needs to cleanse and release emotions and release fears and release doubt and release all of these stories that have been epigenetically hardwired into the human body because the human body like needs to remember that it's divinity as well. And those ascension symptoms are like our, our consciousness came on board, right? Our spirit body came on board and we all kind of woke up astrally, emotionally first. And we're like, oh, okay, we're like connecting in all these ways. And we opened up our crown and like the root needs to be open now. The roots of the human body need to be opened and the body needs to remember now. So all those symptoms are the body showing us all the areas that it's still tied into the matrix, that it's still not necessarily feeling like it's able to hold these cosmic plasma rays from the central sun that are penetrating our planet right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's levels to that, right? Mm -hmm. There, like year after year, whatever, like, I feel like sometimes we have, um, Oh, I really want to say this in, in the way that I mean it. It's like we have these filing systems or like these books, right? And it's like in chapter one, Kamna gets this, like she's aware of these gifts and her body's going to adjust this way. And chapter mm -hmm. 15, it's going to be a completely different experience than chapter one. And so mm -hmm. it's like this constant and the, and the chapters are like a ladder. So it's like that ascension we're moving up. And something may happen, let's say a traumatic experience happens in chapter four, you know, mm -hmm. it brings us a little bit back down into maybe like chapter two, three, and then we do whatever's necessary there, our body forgets, we freeze. You know, it's like we fight, we, we, we flight, we're just like, we're out of there. We fight, or we freeze, like you were talking about, or we appease, which I think a lot of appeasing has been happening. Like us just like placating each other with niceties. And not mm -hmm. saying that this shit is not okay. This is mm -hmm. not the world that I choose. This is not what I'm choosing. So like, let's get let's get through this into the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the matrix type stuff, the the who am I, the wondering, the feeling like we're lost, forgetting our divinity is a lot of the work that I do with people. And I know that right now you have felt really called to create something in the now moment to support people with navigating and being back into their bodies 
and like supporting with the mental dis-ease and it's called unfuck your mind is that correct i want to please talk into that some because i'm very excited for this creation yeah so basically i have a longer four and a half month long program that specifically helps people to unfuck their mind over the course of several months and i was guided to hold off on putting that out there until come november because things are going to progressively get more challenging and complex come november and so i was just like okay well right now I have to be responsible to to my soul, to this body, to this this like basically to make a long story short, when I the first time I tried to kill myself, an angel came to me and stopped me after I'd already ingested a lot of pills and alcohol and was like had my note written like I was killing myself and this angel came and just showed me this vision of this reality where every single trauma that I endured up until that point was to be able to help free people mentally later in life and like really help people to heal. And so fast forward now to today and that's, that's my devotion. That's what I care about more than anything because I, I know how painful it is to not want to be here like to not want to be dealing with this shit, to not be, even when I was like full on activated in spirit, which I have been since I was a child, like I still, that made me not want to be here even more. I was like, shit, like there's so many better places to be than here on earth right now. Like what, what's happening? So I started to really dissect the mental field, the mental body, like really understanding this mind grid because it's a collective one and, and people think that the mind is actually just theirs. And that was a huge piece of me freeing myself from the every single day, this voice that was in my head wanting me to jump off a cliff or wanting me to kill myself basically. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't me. This is not true. Like, where is this voice coming from? Where is this feeling coming from? Because my base for the most part is joy. And I've been able to find joy even in the absolute depths of my darkness. So I know that my nature is joy. So what is this depression and panic and suicide? Like, what is that? And I started to realize that that's the mind field, the collective mind fucking me, basically. <laughs> and it's fucking me with fear constantly feeding me fear fear everywhere fear 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 right so the world is fucking our minds and it's keeping us to this it's pushing us to this edge where really incredible light workers and powerful powerful beings from all over like there are so many powerful extraterrestrials walking in human form right now on this planet to ensure that we like get our shit together on earth and evolve this planet forward that it's like remarkable that all these beings are feeling this way feeling this depression feeling this hopelessness feeling this victimhood feeling this self-pity and self-abuse and like contemplating whether or not they're supposed to be here right that hurts me right that hurts me so much so i was just 
literally my partner was driving us to the to the waterfall the other day and I was having a little bit of a panic of the energies that we were moving through. And sometimes that happens. We go into a new area. My body's like, oh shit, there's a lot of stuff happening here. And my whole nervous system just starts calibrating it on multiple dimensions. And it just runs through my body like a, a, a panic. Though I know that's not what's happening. That's how it feels. So I just kind of lay back and just let it go and let it process. And this whole four hour play shop dropped in and it was like like right now you have to rapid path people help people rapidly right now with every single thing they need to know to deal with the fact that we have seen a 600 percent increase in suicide hotline calls in the last several months 600 percent like that is that is a huge huge jump Right. I mean, we were already, already looking at millions and millions of people who deal with this. And then we had a 600% jump on like 13 to 20 something million people, depending on the age range a year. I mean, that's a lot of people, right? Which just speaks to, for me, the fact that all of those people were already mentally diseased, right? And mental dis-ease this hyphen ease is not a bad thing. It's not something to be ashamed of. Like I'm proud that I lived on this planet with depression, that I have almost committed suicide, that I have had panic attacks and anxiety. Like that is not something to be ashamed of, right? Because we, our mind has been fucked, right? And that number, that 600% increase speaks to the fact that the mental grid is so unstable. All those people didn't just suddenly become depressed. It's just been there. They've just been so busy with their work and their job and getting the kids to school and doing all the things that we were doing before quarantine. And all of a sudden, all those things are, that were keeping us busy from the fact that the mental grid is so noisy is so toxic that they actually slow down and realize like, holy crap, like I don't feel well. Like I don't feel good. I'm not happy. Right? And now that I'm not busy, like I'm really don't want to be here. And then they have to deal with the pressure that that creates. So unfuck your mind was born to like unfuck your mind because the world has fucked it. And fear has fucked it. And it's time to really take, clean the mental grid, clean the mental body and teach people how to have mental guards up, how to have live in their lone harmonics so that while the, the energies that want to control us right now and have very advanced technologies in the mental grid to control us, very advanced technologies. It's like, we have everything going against us when it comes to our mental health. So we have to know how to be in our lone harmonic in the mental field so that we can get back to our truth within ourselves. Because the truth is depression, anxiety, stress, suicide, that's not our nature. None of that is our true essence. All of that has been what we have been sold. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah, right now I'm just like, full on wanting to help people mentally because we need people to stay here 
and to not fight because we don't have to fight anymore. We need people to rise. We need people to rise into the truth of who they be and command that the shit that's happening on this planet stop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When does it start? Your unfuck your. Yeah, so it's uh, a one-day experience, so it's a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour experience, and it's August 30th, so it's Sunday, August 30th, so we have um, about a month now before that happens, exactly a month, today's the 30th as we're filming this in July, so yes, people can find out about it at unfucked, with an E-D at the end, unfuckedmind.com slash playshop. so people like spread the word attend if you feel called to it every time I hear you I just I feel it and I feel the resonance of how our paths have been very similar but also like individual like you have yours and I have mine and Mm -hmm. and we have ours right Mm -hmm. and so it's um I worked in mental health and I like, I always say I worked in mental health for 10 years, but it's like, I will always work in mental health. Like mental health is always a part of my medicine. Right. So it's like when I, when I worked in those structured um, facilities, I kept seeing like, okay, these things aren't working. And then I knew that there needed to be alternatives. And so I would, I would work for facilities that were about the alternatives, but there were still pieces missing. And it was like the spiritual medicine, the spiritual surgeries, we're missing. And it's like a part of my journey was to receive those to support people. A part of your journey is to receive those to support people. And so in that, it's like, there's so much power there. There is a, in, in the lineage that I'm in, there is King Solomon and we go over the physical region and the mental region, the mental region. It's like, that's where all of our shit lives. Like we, we feel it in our body, but it's not, that's not where it originates right so it's like when we can clear that and get into our our sovereign selves like our true selves and when we're in our joy space right we can feel we can flow all of the other things but like our center is joy we don't feel like our center is this dark hole of depression and wanting to die right Mm -hmm. and so you talked about when you i think it was your first suicidal attempt an angel Mm -hmm. came to you in my first suicide attempt, my holy ancestors came to me and they were surrounding me. And, and it was just like, no, this, this is not what you're doing. <laughs> there's, we, we need you here and there's, there's more on this path for you. So like, it's okay. We love you. We hold you. And like, there's, there's, you have no idea how good it's going to get, you know, like you have no idea. And so and one of the trainings that I did when I heard you say like the, the like wanting to die and the, the, when you like feeling like you were a part, like a spirit child upon birth and like upon being a toddler and a child and all of that, it's like, there's a part of it that's like, this is the death urge, right? The death urge to just die. And that can look like reckless activity, like being an adrenaline junkie, you know, like anything that just kind of feeds that like near death experience because we have that underneath urge or it can look like the source urge. Like, I just want to go back home. This is not my home. (laughs) And I just want to go back to my actual home, you know? And it's like in acceptance and like in creatorship, because I know you have like the creator consciousness and creatorship. It's like, wait, no, right now, this is my home. I chose to be here. 
-hmm. Now, what support do I need to remember that? Or like, what do I need to remember that? And like, this is who I am and calling myself back into me instead Mm -hmm. of like little pieces of me floating all over the place, you know, that fragmentation. (laughs) So like, those are things that were just kind of moving through me as you were speaking. And I really hope that people like hear you and feel that and, and at least like share it or attend the mm-hmm. unfucked mind because like it's wild to think that we've been consenting consenting to getting fucked with fear you know mm-hmm. like it's wild to think but it's like no <laughs> we have we have been but it's like when we start to say no I no longer consent to this that's when we start the unfucking of it and, the, mm-hmm. and every time you said it it just brought this joy to me and I would just giggle like no we need to unfuck and I was like yes <laughs> So brilliant, 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 brilliant. So excited for that. And so please just drop your book really quick because I feel like I just kind of touched on the, the title of it. Yeah, and, and I, I will, but there's something that wants to be added to what you just shared around what that death urge looks like. And there is another thing that it looks like because I work a lot with light workers and, and financial abundance, like really claiming our, our right to hold wealth and to create and be energetically uh, prosperous is that that death urge also looks like constantly spending one's money and draining one's bank account to stay in survival mode. And poverty. Yeah. And poverty. That's a yeah. super important link to make. Yeah. Because until that link is made and the underlying death urge is addressed, then people cannot pull themselves out of that poverty, out of that scarcity, and out of the immense suffering that is created in that space. Mm. So just make that link if you're in that cycle and, and really start to, to look at, you know, do I, is there some part of me that doesn't actually want to be here? Uh, because until that part is addressed, like that cycle will continue. Yeah. Um, and as you said that, I do want to give this disclaimer because there is a whole book on death urge and source urge. So like the two little examples that I gave is not even really like scratching the surface. So I do, there are so many other characteristics that come along with that. So thank you so much for like bringing that link in because the money and all of that is something that like we're uncorrupting or unfucking ourselves from and being able to have like healthy relationship with so definitely definitely important and necessary so thank you yeah and to just touch on my book as you mentioned the title is creator consciousness and yeah i mean that book basically i just was guided one day to just sit down and start writing and i was in costa rica And I wrote every day for a month in the morning and I had never had, like, I love to write, but it's not like I sit down every day and write. Like I just write when spirit says, oh, just start writing. Or when something moves me, I just start writing. Um, And I just sat down every morning and I had no idea I was writing a book. I had no idea anything was happening. And I remember telling my partner after a month, I was like, Alex, I just, I I just wrote a book. Like it's perfectly laid out. Like everything's there. And essentially what creator consciousness is, is a journey of 13 key codes that help people to unplug from the matrix, to unplug from consumer consciousness, where they're consuming someone else's story of life and reclaim their autonomy as a sovereign creator and everything that they have to go through in, in their brain. Like it goes into some neuroscience. It goes into the emotional body. It goes into 
like really understanding the fundamental mechanics of our body as well and our spirit bodies and how you know we unconsciously agree to continue to consume and how to check ourselves and recognize and continue moving forward so that you know, I believe that all of us here right now, we're the pattern interrupters. We're here to interrupt the pattern that has been consistently on the planet for thousands of years. It's like, we got to break this pattern and shift into a new octave. And it really just brings people through the journey of how to break that pattern within themselves, because that's how we do it, right? We don't have to go out and, and impact a million people. We just have to impact one. Mm -hmm. right ourselves and if every single person just impacted one person we'd be all set (laughs) (laughs) so true oh my gosh oh my gosh okay yes how do how do we get the book where can people find it yeah so people can find it on amazon so you just go to creator consciousness and uh by ahumna a-h-a-u-m-n-a and yeah it's available on amazon all over the world Okay. Yes. All right. So it is time. We must shift into child exploitation, child sex trafficking, pornography, all child pornography, all of it. So my first question for you to segue into this is what is the first thing that you want people to know as they start to awake to this reality? that they are awakening to this reality at a time when it is the absolute highest right like there is there have been reports that we are seeing a hundred and six percent increase during the pandemic during the quarantine of child sexual exploitation because children are home there have been some studies done uh, i think in australia where they're just interviewing parents and uh, there was like 70 something percent of parents said that they monitored their children's internet, right? Mm-hmm. And how they use the phone and what sites they're allowed to go on. And I think it was 77%. And then during the quarantine, the, that same 77%, 76% of them no longer were monitoring their children's internet in mm-hmm. time on the screen because everyone was like, like, you know, everyone's home and the children probably are running a bit crazy because like children are not meant to be confined to a house and not be able to leave it. So we're seeing a huge, huge surge. And I'm talking like in March of 2019, we're, we're talking like 900 something million, um, uh, excuse me, 900,000 complaints in the year. Fast forward a year, in March of this year, we're at 2 million complaints of child sexual exploitation on the internet. That's in March. Jump to April, we're at 4 million complaints, right? Like, just let those numbers sink in. That's in two months, we jumped 2 million. In one year, we jumped a million in like 100,000 or whatever it is, right? So like, we, because of this time on the planet that's why people are and i want that to be very clear because there's a lot of things that are trending and people have this ideology that whatever's trending on the internet it's because there's some type of conspiracy behind it mm-hmm. and i just want to people to realize that no this is trending right now on the internet because right now the problem has exponentially grown because all these pedophiles 
on the dark web, there are people who go in and start to read their threads and they're like, oh, I'm home. I don't have work. I'm going to like, I'm going to troll for children because that's what they do. They troll. They, they look on the internet, they start grooming children. They, and children are innocent. They're pure. They're kind. They're open. They don't realize what's happening to them. It is never a child's fault that it get, they get exploited on the internet or convinced and manipulated on the internet. Right, so that's super important first and foremost for people to realize that this is not some trending social media conspiracy. It's it's in your face right now because right now the problem has just multiplied beyond control because the environment that we're in is prime real estate, so to say, for these pedophiles to be exploiting children. Mm. Okay, thank you. And so if you can speak into child labor, child sex trafficking, and um, I want to say like the harvesting, but there's also something else that I would like for you to speak into. Um, also speaking into what actually grooming is so that people know, but like that whole array, if you can speak into those things in your own way and how you heard me, I would greatly appreciate that. So when we think about the topic of human trafficking, right? Human trafficking has a lot of different things that fit inside that. Um, that's the umbrella term, right? So inside of the umbrella term, and I believe it's around 27% of human traffic victims are children. So under that umbrella, and we're talking millions and millions of people, there are the different types of human trafficking. In the United States, the highest form of child human trafficking is sex trafficking, right? That's, every country has its own highest, right? We go to countries that are more third world, we go to countries in the East and we're looking at child labor, right? Where they don't have as strict child labor laws and children are working in factories. That's a form of trafficking, right? That's a, and basically, you can take the word traffic and just like put the simplest term of something is being done against their will. They're having to do something that they don't have a choice around and there are adults in their life that are telling them that that's okay and are manipulating them into believing that that's how to live, right? So, oh, it's normal for me, a five-year-old to go work in the factory for 18 hours a day right? That's what I have to do. There's a huge issue happening in the Middle East right now around that because uh, especially um, with the quarantine that's happened, families are no longer able to work. So when they did start working again, because those parents missed months of pay now, and there's no school anymore either, now the whole family is going back to the factory. So years, I mean, I'm talking 10, 15, 20 years of advocacy for child labor laws in these third world countries, gone in two months. Mm. Right? That's a problem. So we have the child labor, right? This is forcing children to not be children and to work. And, you know, I don't want to, I want to be very clear that this is not the parent's fault. This is this is the system's fault. This is their country's fault. This is their, this is their governance fault. This is the world governance as a whole's fault. 
because there is enough resources to go around where children should never have to work a day in their adolescent life, period, right? So the system is fucked and it has these parents thinking that they cannot provide for themselves unless their children go work. And the culture says, yes, that's okay, right? So then we have the uh, organ harvesting, which is actually just like my body hurts when I even say that terminology because the, I mean, most people think like, okay, if I need to have an organ, say I have kidney failure and I need a kidney replaced or I have heart failure and I need a heart replaced, I'm just going to go to the hospital and do that because that's what I'm going to do. What happens is, is you get put on a list and that list tells you whether or not you're going to get a heart or you're going to get a kidney and you might die before you ever get that heart or kidney. So the black market for organs is extremely high because people are, people are sick and dying. Our bodies are degenerating at rapid rates because of all the pollution and toxicity, not only physically, but in the mind and the emotional in the astral. Mm. Right. So there's that layer to the organ harvesting. Then there's the layer of criminals who can't go to hospitals when they have gunshot wounds or knife wounds or trafficking wounds and they need an organ right so there there's this huge industry of organ harvesting that children are brought into adults are trafficked into and it you know you fall down that rabbit hole and it's dark it's there's a whole dark web chain looking to harvest people's organs and you don't just harvest someone's organs and they go on and they're okay Right? People die from that. Right? It's usually done in very shady environments with dirty uh, tools, non-sterile tools. It's not always done in a sur like surgical high-level field that is happening in like the hospital under uh, expert surgeon's care. Right? It's very different from when you're getting cut open in a hospital, which I don't believe in surgery, period done. Like my organs start to fail. I'm out. Like that's how I feel about it. I don't believe that we should ever put someone else's DNA into our bodies because that is very challenging on an energetic level to process and integrate that. So that's the line of the organ harvesting that's happening. Then we have this whole reality of the sexual trafficking and this reality is so prevalent. I mean, especially for people in the quote unquote Western world, people in first world countries like the United States of America, Australia, Canada, Europe, sexual trafficking is the highest, right? And sexual trafficking, like, Basically, this goes in and this covers all of the perverted and perverse things that people don't want you to know they want to do, like bestiality. The guy who was just uh, sentenced 210 days of a potential 15-year sentence in Utah mm -hmm. is 
he, he had videos of children bestiality. That's children being raped by animals, right? That is, that is the type of disgusting things that these children are being made to do. I mean, children in these videos are being made to eat feces. Mm -hmm. They're being made to harm other children, harm people, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to have sex with this kid. It's like, I'm, I'm sick and twisted in the mental field, in the energetic field. And like, don't even get me started on like the energetics behind bestiality. Like, I really believe that people who have that condition are people who have been hybridized by so many different lines and at times have likely had their DNA manipulated with animal DNA because that is happening, that they now have this fantasy to have sex with animals and they can't live that out. So they live it out through watching a child do it or watching a, a grown person who's been trafficked do that. Mm. Right. So like, it's not just, and even, you know, like it's disgusting things that are happening to these children. And that's what's so painful about it is because once you start to unlock that, you start to see things that are beyond what you would expect. Right? You start to see the really deep, dark underbelly of the tormented sexual energy of the planet. Right, This is the deep, deep twisting and warping and manipulation of our prime creative energies. Right. Whew. So yeah. when we're <laughs> just gotta breathe, gotta breathe. <laughs> it's been so much like I've been subjected to this for, you know, since 2006 is when I started learning about this through what I was studying in school. And I did not stop because I was molested as a child when I was three by, a, by the landlord of my mom's trailer. And like that was encoded in me. That was of one small experience that was nowhere near what these children are experiencing. And that has taken me, I'm 32 now, it's taken me 32 years and I'm still processing that trauma out of my body, mm. right? So like when something like this happens, when these children, and, and the, the thing is that people need to realize is that it's not strangers taking children. A lot of times it's, people that they know it's family members that start trafficking them right like the the human species is so deeply traumatized and what ends up happening is that this has been going on for so long that adults with this trauma unhealed unprocessed have some way of justifying doing it to a child doing it to another child because it happened to them, right? It's the victim perpetrator rescuer model. It, it validates perpetrating another person because it happened to them, right? So it's it's very deep, deep challenge. And right now it's rising and people don't even realize that like the porn industry is taking these child videos that have been uh, rape videos, capture videos, bestiality videos, all these videos that are real live acts, right? Someone raping a child, filming it, and then something happens and that video leaks. The porn sites are taking those videos that are real live experiences, not some like fabricated 
on shoot in Hollywood pornography set. Like this is a real child being really raped and molested. And it's now on major porn sites because the porn industry is now recognizing that there is, there is money and there is a lot of fantasy in rape scenes, in pedophilia scenes, in bestiality scenes, in all these things. They're like, oh, well, we can make some money off these videos. So every time you go and watch porn, you're feeding the pedophilia industry. So just let that sink in because porn is a whole other topic. There are mm -hmm. so many layers to that. $150 billion industry human trafficking is. The U.S. is like top three yep. in that industry. So like, I think a lot of times the desensitization and the disconnect comes from thinking that that's happening somewhere else. You know, it's not happening, happening in my backyard and it is literally happening in our backyard. Mm -hmm. Also the desensitization comes from media. Like we're like, Oh, that's something that happened on that movie, you know? So now let's talk about why that was happening on the movie. Like how Hollywood, has like put these little things in to feed our minds in a way to where it's like, oh, that's not a big deal, A, or like B, that's not real, right? That's something that happens in Hollywood and it's a movie and it's it's not real, it's fictional. So I guess we're getting into the ritualistic part of it, the sacrificial part of it. So take it away. And there's just a huge, there's a huge initiative to normalize pedophilia right now. It's, it, you, you'll see the ads, you'll see the images online that say it's not wrong to love a, a, a child, right? This is just a sexual preference. And then the media won't call it what it is, right? Like, they'll say an underage woman or an underage man instead of saying a child. They'll say unconsented sex instead of saying rape. Mm -hmm. Like, let's call it what it is, that's child rape, mm -hmm. right? So people just brush it aside because they're like, oh, an underage woman, that must just be like, you know, a 17 year old. And that's rape too though, that's underage, right? That's not a legal age to consent, right? So but they just brush it off. So everything is trying to gloss over this, as you said, $150 billion industry that has millions of people every year go missing and get brought into this. And, and you know, we started touching on the sacrificial aspects of this, right? We, we touched base a little bit ago on the path of going into that darkness, the blood magic, right? This, this dynamic of, okay, well, when you want to, we'll just say fall from grace and you want to choose a path that is against the current of your destined path, you have to do things energetically in order to harness that much energy to, it's like, try to swim against the current in the ocean or try to swim upstream in a raging rivet river of you know category five rapids like you're not going to be able to do that on your own you need a powerful force of energy to do that and 
this sacrificial, you know, dark magic energy entities that use these children, that use these adults as well, these trafficked people to harness that energy, to harness that power, and to be able to keep moving forward, whether it's you know, wanting to stay super youthful and young. I mean, how many celebrities need to come out and say that Hollywood has a huge pedophile issue because dozens have come out and said that before we actually take them seriously? I mean, how many more big name people from that industry need to be in criminally prosecuted and found guilty like Harvey Weinstein before we actually take it seriously. It's like, it's, it's so much, and I really believe that it's so much for us because we are, we are living in a time where there is just so much darkness, there's so much pain, there's so much fear, there's so much trauma that most children aren't having a trauma-free experience, right? And, just like we, our mind and memory wipes out, I, I can name hundreds of people who've come to me and said, I don't remember my childhood. I'm like, that's because it was really traumatic and your mind is saying, your brain is saying, you cannot continue to live here with this type of pain. Right. So the mind shuts it off and says, it's, you, this, will, this will not make it easy for you to live here. So we block it out. So then we have all these people with blocked out memories from their childhood, which means now childhood is something that is like we have a blinder to, right? So then when we are living in a body that has a blinder to our own childhood, our own childhood trauma, then we are blind to the childhood trauma that's happening around us. Mm. It's like we see it on the TV, yet we have blocked that out. Mm -hmm. It's dissociative. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't even, or the, the term that's going on around right now, cognitive dissonance, right? Mm -hmm. And so, okay, right now in Hollywood, it's getting turned up. And so if you could speak into any of the revelations that have been happening, like, was it, is it Jocelyn, Jocelyn, Max, mm -hmm. something like that, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's girl. Um, <laughs> if you can talk into her and why it's taking a whole year for that to even like go to trial, like, and then the stuff that's coming out about all of these different famous people who are tied up in this stuff and how it's just like this person and this person and this person, but then people are still backing them and like, no, not, not this famous person. I am so caught into their music, which is on purpose, like just kind of. Yeah. Bring it home to that reality. Yeah. So I guess the, the best place to begin is to really just address that our criminal justice system is broken and incredibly corrupt. And that's, we have to look at that to begin with, because from that standpoint, like, what brought me away from the FBI and going there, like I graduated with that degree and was accepted into that training. And my senior year, I was sexually assaulted on the streets of Chicago and I defended myself and I was arrested for defending myself from being assaulted. 
and then was harassed the entire night in jail like um like i was like a sex worker or like i was just some dumb whore all these different things that were coming at me when i had just been sexually violated and was defending myself and that was my moment where i realized like this system is so fucking corrupt like i cannot help anyone in it i have to get as far away from it as possible to actually help people who have been victims of crimes and traumatized and all these things. So the system as a whole is absolutely broken. Then we start to look at now these cases, like the, the man in Daniel, whatever his name is, in Ohio, who got 210 days, who had 13,000 videos of children being molested and raped. He had tons of bestiality with children videos and he committed guilt, he admitted guilt. He admitted guilt to being a pedophile. He admitted guilt to pleasuring himself to these videos. Even just having those videos alone is 15 years sentence and he got 210 days. Go to Jeffrey Epstein in the 90s. They had 50 something plus girls on record saying they had been abused by him. And he got what, a year in, in jail that he only had to spend the nights there. He got to leave during the day. He, he just basically was like sleeping away from home and he could go on these trips and things like the criminal justice system towards this is absolutely broken. Right? So, I mean, if people want, you know, go and watch the Epstein documentary on Netflix and you will see how broken the criminal justice system is. After that, the trial in the 90s, like basically they had it so that everyone who was involved with Jeffrey Epstein, including Giselaine or however you say her name and all of their other affiliates, all of them were given immunity from ever being tried again. So we had to break that immunity first before we could actually start prosecuting them, right? And there is just, when we look at the Epstein situation, there's just so many quote unquote powerful people. And I say quote unquote, because these people are not actually powerful. We have just forgotten our own power and we are externalizing people outside of ourselves as being more powerful than us, mm -hmm. right? So from that standpoint, these people, they are just covering up for everyone. They blackmail you. They get you on a video um, raping a child or sacrificing a child or doing some sick and twisted stuff. They get you on a video and now they have leverage over you to blackmail you for the rest of your career to do what they want you to do, to let them continue their sick and twisted ways, right? So with Giselaine now being taken in, she, and I, like for me, I just pray that she stays alive long enough to actually give this testimony and she has said she's going to cooperate and give all the videos. Every single person that ever came into any of Jeffrey's homes was videotaped doing all the things that they were doing, right? Like we have flight logs, we have all these things. Like this is not a quote unquote conspiracy theory. This is real life. This is gone. This is in court right now. Same with Hillary Clinton. These are real live 
documents that have been brought up that she has been seen on film by the FBI doing these things. Like this is not some, we're making all this shit up. Like there's hard evidence of all of this. Mm. Like we cannot look away. And that's my biggest thing with this is like, if we look away, we ensure that it keeps happening. Mm -hmm. And like (laughs) I've started a, reaching out to people in Utah to reach out to their, their state's attorney and to let them know that they are very upset and that the judge needs to be looked into who gave this man 210 days sentence and he needs to be resentenced because that's setting a precedent. And how, how is that retribution for those children? 13,000 videos if there's just one children and all that, that's 13,000 children who were violated, who were raped by animals, who, they, what, what do they get? They get their, their violator who paid for those videos to continue to circulate. He gets 210 days and the rest of their lives are ruined if they're still alive. Mm. Like, that's not okay, right? So when we start to draw the lines and we start to see these connections between the Epsteins and the Harvey Weinsteins and all these different major players who, you know, really, really fucking incredible people. Like if you watch the Epstein documentary, you'll see a couple really incredible people in law enforcement who would not let it go, who were just like, I cannot let this go, right? Those are the people that should be given the purple heart or whatever it is like they need it because they're going up against something really potent i mean the judge i can't remember her name from new jersey who is going to start presiding over this case for the epstein her child was shot Mm -hmm. and her husband was shot her child is dead the Mm -hmm. day after what that she was assigned this case that that's the kind of stuff that's happening like people just die they go missing right and it's missing they go missing right they commit suicide right it's like we we can't just keep saying oh that's just a conspiracy right if we look at the word conspiracy it doesn't say false it says people who conspire together to do evil It's not, nowhere in that word does it mean it's false. It actually means it's true, right? But there's just this cognitive dissonance again around what's really happening. And then like the piece where you're speaking on the Hollywood, and don't even get me started with the music and everything, like everything about that entire system is designed to keep people brainwashed and controlled. And once that information starts coming out, I mean, like, oh, we start to look at some of these things like from Gaga and like telling all of her vampires that the the blood has been poisoned and all these things. Like there's so much in that industry that you, I mean, how can it be that there are hundreds of thousands of hours online of footage of research of evidence that this stuff is going on how can we and how can our law enforcement just not look into it 
with so that there are three pictures, things there are three things that present to me for the reason why that is and you're going to speak into it too because i know that i know that you have yours as well so one is like when it comes to the celebrities and hillary clinton because like the world was devastated when hillary didn't win right so it's like there's this dysfunctional loyalty to people there's a loyalty to people who don't deserve it. Like we don't know these people. We have this like deep desire to bond and to have like familiarity and we give our power away. Like that's like our cycle. So we get this dysfunctional loyalty to people and we're like, no, there's no way that person did that. There's no way this is true. Right. We keep coming back to that. And then number two, the reason why there's been so much resistance and this has been able to not even like, this has been going on forever, right? As long as we've been on this soil, it has been happening. And so like for it to be for it to 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 be known, right? And for it to still not even just like going on, it's expanding. It's expanding and it's growing. So two things, the money, right? That's where that that corruption root comes in with money. It's it's making money for America. It's making money for other countries. It's making money for those, the majority of those people, those players. And then two, that everybody's in on it. You know, like the, the law enforcement's in on it to some degree. Law enforcement is also on in on ending it, but there's also a section of them who are who are feeding from it, who are pedophiles themselves, government pedophiles themselves. Like this is why the money and the fact that all of these people are freaking pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you please. Yeah. And I just want to speak to a couple of energetic things on that. Like I was recently talking with, with uh, my partner about how the reason that we have such a prevalence of traffic trafficking, whether it's children or adults is in, in slavery. That's what human trafficking is. It's slavery is because humanity as a species, the earth as a planet has been trafficked, right? Like our entire species is being trafficked to these dark overlord entities that have been feeding on us energetically since the time of Babylon, right? So we have to really recognize that even if we're not in it and we don't think that we're in it maybe we haven't had any abuse and you know we haven't had that type of stuff happen and you know it's actually very rare to find someone who hasn't been abused it's like one in three women girls and one in seven boys have had some type of abuse as before the age of 18. so it's a huge huge thing whether it is extreme or not and we have to recognize that we're actually all a part of human trafficking on an energetic level. We're being siphoned, we're being fed off of, right? So we have to recognize that energetic sovereignty is, is so important, like understanding the fundamental mechanics of how we got here, mm -hmm. how we're being manipulated. It's like what I was talking about in the unfuck your mind, play shop like we're going to talk about the mental grid and how it got hijacked and how we're now all essentially feeding me off these stories that aren't actually ours to begin with so we have to recognize that at a higher level we're we're being trafficked as a species right and 
if we cannot recognize that, then we will miss it happening at a spirit level. We'll miss it happening right in front of our faces. Right? So we have to recognize that first and foremost. And then to speak to the energetics of pedophilia, right? Innocence, the energy of innocence, which is uh, in simplistic terms, to being beyond the senses, right? sense not making, right? It's being beyond this reality where everything is, oh, this is linear thinking and this is fact and this is what it is and I'm identified as this. It's like, it's the imagination, it's the exploration, it's the curiosity, it's the wonder, it's the awe, it's just like seeing a butterfly and imagining it's this giant luminescent plasma being from Mars and it's here now to like take you on a magical adventure, right? That's innocence. That energy is one of the purest energies of love in existence, right? So pedophilia is wanting to feed on that energy for many reasons. One, because these higher entities, we'll call them that for lack of, I don't like to put names to them because I don't want to call them in, right? Like, <laughs> we got our shields up. We're not trying to call them in and we don't want to call are. them in for anyone who's listening to this video either, right? So yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, from that standpoint, they are feeding off of the purest energy that we have as humanity. Our purest energy is the purity of love, which is innocence. That's our pure, Christian, like divine energy that's within every human being when we, when we come through source, right? Source is the womb in this scenario, right? So it's feeding off that energy because that's the highest frequency that we can tap into. Right. So the pedophilia, then a lot of these entities are working through these humans. They're they're hooked in They're They've been hijacked. Their energy bodies are hijacked. It's like the matrix where everyone's plugged in, like everyone's plugged in. And these it's like this dark, black, like gooey octopus type thing that's like mm -hmm. hooked down the right side of everyone. I'm sure you've seen it in the, <laughs> the work you do. I've seen it. We've seen it. <laughs> it's working through people and feeding off the energy because it needs vessels to feed off the energy through. So it's the vessel is the body, right? So it's using the human body against other humans to siphon that energy, right? So when we're talking about, and I love, um, what is her name? Uh, I think, I think it's Dr. Emmanuel the the woman who just spoke or gosh she just spoke it's like all the doctors who just went to dc mm -hmm. and the, the white coats um she's from nigeria and like i read this article that was basically trying to defame her because she talks about um like when people can't conceive like or people are having gynecological issues that like they're being molested by demons in their dream space. Like she speaks to these energetic things that I'm like, yes, like, thank you. Like, please like put this out there. She even said like at the talk, like your chips are failing. Like that stuff is so real here, even though it seems very sci-fi, like when people get the full veil lifted, like we're very advanced extraterrestrial race that's probably about six to 700 years in the future, technologically speaking, than where we actually think we are, right? <laughs> so 
it's this whole dynamic that like when you start going down the rabbit hole of the pedophilia, when you start going down what's happening in these satanic cults of uh, a lot of the religions and of Hollywood and of the government and all these different dynamics in the banking system, when you start going down these holes, you immediately start to tap into this extraterrestrial entity that is feeding off humanity. And the moment you do that, you become an energetic target and things start happening to you. Whether like it's what? stress, <laughs> stress, drugs, abuse, yeah. if depending on what level of authority you have in this reality, it could be your life that's taken or cloned to be used for the agenda, right? So it, the moment you start looking, and this is why energetic sovereignty, this is why understanding that how the mind grid works, how your energy body works is absolutely fundamentally the foundation that you must have to be able to actually really go down this rabbit hole and hold space for this. Because the moment you do, you become a target. And that could be rampant anxiety, stress, panic, depression, suicidal thinking that's coming in from the mental field, feeding those stories to you mm -hmm. because they don't want someone going against the system. Yes. And what some people can call like psychic attacks, mm -hmm. it all feels just like that. Mm -hmm. And so that awareness is so supportive. So please speak into resources. So unfuck your mind, eight, August 30th, that's definitely a resource, but a resource mm -hmm. on a gentler dive into this world for like the first timer, right? The, the newly aware person and then resources of support. Cause that's really like, just be aware that this is happening. It's happening. Let's get out of denial. And then let's get into doing whatever it is that we need to do so that we can stay awake and support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would just say for the majority of people just start on you know, your search engine, whatever that is, and look up real statistics, right? Like uh, one organization is Fight the New Drug. Uh, I think it's .org, maybe it's .com, but Fight the New Drug. The new drug is pedophilia that they're talking about. And uh, so organizations like that, organizations like Underground Railroad, which is actually going out and doing rescue missions, and you can donate to them, you can actually by uh, Hope, which is an essential oil from doTERRA, all the proceeds from that oil goes to the Underground Railroad, and they're actively doing rescue missions for children. Uh, go and start to look up. Don't go on YouTube, right? You'll, like, you can get to YouTube. On YouTube, you're going to get to the people who are, like, going all in, right? So, I say brace yourself with the real solid facts and statistics that you're going to find on the internet by typing in like what are what is the prevalence of child sexual exploitation in pornography? What are the statistics in 2020 of uh, child pedophilia? What's happening with pedophilia during COVID-19, right? Start to look up verified stats because they're there and the numbers will shock and alarm you because like I said, we're at 4.2 million complaints as of uh, May, May of this year, 
2 million in March. So we're like literally doubling these as we go. So like really start there because that, that part of us that has been mind fucked by media to think, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Don't go into that. We'll go on YouTube and we'll see like the satanic rituals and we'll see all these things and it will say okay, in the Pizzagate, which is a very real thing, but it will see it and it will label it as conspiracy and it will stop going into it. So stay off that until you've actually looked at the stats. You've actually looked at the numbers and you've actually swallowed the deep pill of pain that comes with recognizing that this is the biggest problem on our planet today. And then once you've really embraced that, then you can start to go into the YouTube and the videos and the, start to look at the things and start to realize like, okay, yeah, this is, this is really happening. That's, that's what I recommend people to do because otherwise we have so many survival mechanisms to protect our own trauma. And this is another thing. When I was in these classes learning about this, this is what triggered all of my abuse memories to come up. Okay. That's the other thing that happens is that if there is any child abuse in your reality, which there's a good chance that there is, and whether it's sexual or some other type, emotional, mental, spiritual, there's a lot of spiritual trauma. There's a lot of spiritual trauma, right? It's going to start triggering that trauma to start to bubble up in your nervous system. And I think that's another big reason why people look away is because their brain is so fucking evolved to protect them. Right? Most people are living in protection mode where they can't take this information in without it triggering something in. Right? So like, the best thing I could say is to make sure you have a very solid support system of people that you can talk to about this and that you can like, and these are people like they could be your friends or they could be a group of people that you find on the internet or wherever it is, like just have someone be your buddy in this, right? Because this stuff will bring up all your stuff. Right. Like the first time I almost took my life was when all my child trauma was coming up, when this abuse was coming up. Right. It will push you to that edge. And it's so important that you have support during that. So like get a buddy, right? Have the like the buddy system and day camp, like get your buddy, have your buddy system for going into this. Say, I'm ready to be a responsible human being. I'm no longer going to look away because if, even just in the month of April, 4.2 million children were attempted to be exploited on the internet. These are children that should have been at school. They should have been at school. Right? They should have been in the world at, the, at a playground, but the playgrounds were closed. Right? I'm going to be a responsible human. I'm going to look at that, but I'm also going to be a responsible human, and I'm going to look at that wisely. I'm going to look at that knowing that it's going to trigger the fuck out of me, that it's going to be painful, that it's going to bring up stuff in me that maybe I have blocked myself from looking at for a very long time. So have support. 
right? Whether that's a loved one or a mentor, or you join the unfuck community and we like hold each other through that, right? Whatever it is, like get that support because I will say that this is probably one of the most challenging things to go into. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to speak into that, like to bring it home even more for you guys of the, the, the need for support and like how it is going to unravel all for you. Today is World Day against like human trafficking. And um, I've been crying all day throughout this day. And it's just like, I, I, I can like drop into the energy of the suffering of these children and of these people that are that are just like being raped 20 plus times a day thousands of times in a year and I've been doing like I've been in my I've been unraveling my sexual trauma from I mean very young to to throughout life and like was in therapy from like a young age and then I was like okay this is not the way and started adding in the spiritual work and it's like as I'm here and I'm watching this it's just like I weep for my inner child and also I'm like you are such a badass but then I'm just like weeping for all of these other children as well so the need for support is real um, what it's going to bring up is very much so real. And Hamna talked about the suicide rate going up. Also, overdoses are going up. Domestic abuse is going up. Like, okay. all of these things are rising, and it's not by mistake or by chance. Um, so I really hope that, you know, that, that you guys were able to receive that which you were to receive in this episode. You can come back to it time and time again. You can pause it, come back, do whatever it is that you need to do. Go to the Unfuck Your Mind on August 30th. Um, utilize all the resources. Get the Conscious Creator book on Amazon. Like, all the tools. Like, we cannot have too many tools right now. <laughs> like, we don't need to go at this alone. Like, this is not about being, like, the lone wolf at all. So um, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show and for everyone who bared with us through this very challenging at times journey that is likely just alone brought up a lot. Just know that there are a lot of people here who care deeply about you and who want you to stay here and who want to do whatever they can to help you, myself and Shauna included. So don't be a stranger in your journey of healing this, like reach out and ask for help. Mm, and how can they find you on the social means? Yeah, so very simple, Ahomna, just type in A-H-A-U-M-N-A on all the channels, except for, I think my YouTube page is still under Rainbow Jones. That being said, you can find it through uh, my Facebook and Instagram pages. And yeah, that's the best place to follow along, especially on Facebook. I share a lot of um, great material on Facebook and yeah, spread in and out there in the world in all different types of ways. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it real 100%, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so in closing, is there a prayer or light language that you would like to share in closing with, with us? 
Two words, or four words actually. Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. And just continue to listen to your heart. Everything is going to want to counter everything that's happening. If you can just listen to your heart, you'll find the truth. You'll find the answers. You'll get the help. You will make the changes. You will change the world. And that's, that's the prayer for humanity to listen to their heart. Thank you. You guys have a beautiful rest of the day. And remember that you are holy, which means that you are whole. You are holy, which means that you are divine. And you are innocent, which means that you are pure, joyful. And we will not allow anyone to take that away. We do not consent to stealing our innocence. So you guys be well, and we'll see you around. And that's a wrap on today's I Am Sovereign podcast. And remember, I am sovereign. I am sovereign. I am sovereign. And I choose sovereignty now. And so it is. Until next time, stay bold, stay powerful, stay in the truth. And if you feel called to work with me in the sovereign containers that I hold in the world, you can book a consult with me, a freedom breakthrough consult, and we can see if the 12-week sovereign initiation is the right track for you. And I look forward to seeing you guys out there in the world on this sovereign path.